Hey, welcome everyone to Hope for Our Times. And uh, you're in for a great time, a very informative time. And this is where we're going to go with this. Uh, I have a guest with me. I'm going to introduce him to you in just a second. Here's the topic. What's happening in the spirit realm when man turns to anarchy and violence? And let me tell you, this is going to be off the charts. You're wondering about what's, what's going on out there in the world. We know that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of the darkness. That's the real battle that we have. So we're going to be looking at that and figure out what is really going on. I'm also going to ask our guests, because it applies to this, what's going on with the lockdowns? Why are our borders open? Why are we watching this discrimination that is taking place? We're hearing about it all the time against white Christians. Uh, Why is half the population being labeled? Uh, Listen, this is what else we're going to talk about. I'm going to ask him, uh, does he believe that we will see the rise of the Ten Kings as spoken of in Revelation chapter 17 regarding Bible prophecy? Will we see the New World Order come about? Will we see the temple being built in Jerusalem? And I'm also going to be asking him not just about the borders, but why are we opening up prisons, letting the prisoners out? Why are we defunding the police? And I know this is loaded, and we're also going to cover this. This is going to sound like a lot, but this, The Rise of Surveillance Society, uh, with his booklet entitled Home Invasion, and we're going to get into the tech world. And uh, with that, please welcome my guest, Eric Barger. Eric, great having you with me. That's a lot. So, I didn't know we were doing a 10-part series. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well we, might, we might have to. Yeah, <laughs> if it goes, if it goes long, I tell you what, we'll, that's okay. we'll, we'll do another one. That's okay. Or maybe a few more. This, right. this is going to be loaded. So I got to ask you about this. Um, you've been teaching a long time. Uh, you've been doing ministry with Jan Markell for a long time. Uh, I think that may have been how we met many years ago. I think we may so. Have met just through prophecy ministry in general. Or uh, maybe it was others that just we were talking about how interconnected many of the teachers that's are. And probably I think what it is the with, teachers. with, yeah. with us because yeah. we have been connected for a number of years now. Right. Uh, you spoke of for Brandon Holthouse. Uh, Billy Crone is a good friend of yours. Right. Uh, you're, you're real well connected. Uh, you've done things with David Reagan. Um, so this is just great having you here. In, in studio, yeah, you know, and which is rare because most of the time we have to have, uh, it's it's by Zoom now. Yeah. So we're going to get into this, all of these different subjects, but but for the most part, they all apply to your topic of what's going on in the spiritual realm when we see anarchy and and all the other things that are taking place. In fact, you have this book. We'll get into we'll get into it a little bit here. Uh, Disarming the powers. Of Darkness, great book by Eric Barger. Um, So you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Bless your heart. Good luck. (laughs) So fill us all in, myself and everybody watching this. I know it's going to be a great program. Uh, Fill us in. What's really going on when we see these things like uh, the anarchy that's been taking place in the United States? Obviously not just here. There's things going on worldwide, but let's go because... People want to know. Well, I mean, God is allowing this, first of all. Uh, the secular world and many, many of the religious people around us, they, they have it confused. and They say God did this. No, God is allowing some of these things. And all these things are ending up with one conclusion, which is the end of the end times. And so it's it's uh, we have to understand the perspective of that. It's, it's not that God causes, He allows. 
And what is happening in the spirit realm in a general sense, and I'm going to be very general about this because there are specifics in each case and it doesn't hold that if this is happening, this must be happening. Something else, in other words, cause and effect necessarily. But um, what is happening that I see is that we have a war in the heavenlies and we have this, the anarchy, the rebellion, the rise in our streets. When we have something like that going on where it's a lot of human beings together against a lot of other human beings, when there's conflict like this, and it's, it's really all about deposing governments, about uh, no police, about uh, people being able to do whatever they want to do, the nihilism that we see around us, all those things. God specifically speaks out about his detest for anarchy. Um, we can look at the, the rebellion of Korah. I mentioned that to you earlier. Of number 16, people can get their Bibles and take a look at number 16. They see that. They see how God dealt with Korah and those who followed him. Their tents were swallowed up. They were gone. And so God is against uh, whenever whenever leadership is being attacked. Now, leadership has lots of problems. And there's an honest question that can be asked or questions that can be asked about leadership, both in the church and in the, out in the world. But God is a God of order, not a God of confusion. And, and so when we see these these uh, riots and anarchy that we see in our streets. I'm thinking of Seattle and Portland, mm -hmm. and I live right between the two. You know, thanks a lot. But anyway, <laughs> I live right between the two. Um, I believe that what's going on in the spirit realm is that there is a move that Satan has a move going on at the same time. Now, again, it's not a hard, fast rule, but it's fascinating when you begin to see how he revisits particular things in particular areas. The Seattle area from Portland up to Vancouver, BC, that was called the New Age movement for a long time back in the 60s, late 60s and 70s when I was a New Ager. That was the, the epicenter of the New Age movement. Well, why do we see the same, I mean, the same area now is under these kind of attacks where people want no, um, no governmental influence, no police, where we have um, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the saying, the organization, doing what they're doing in those areas. Why is this going on? This should tell us something. Something has allowed these things to take seat or take uh, a hold in that, those areas, and we should take note of it. Yeah. So, okay, so something's allowed that, uh, and I think that's what you really get into, and in your book, Disarming the Powers of Darkness. Yeah. So... Uh, when I look at it, I, I mean, you can certainly look at areas of of the whole planet, and you can say, obviously, uh, this area, there is some kind of spiritual, weird, dark thing that's happening yeah. there. In fact, there's areas where I've driven through, and I won't mention any of their names because we might have viewers in those areas. But I, you go through them, and you go, there's something yes. here. You can, you, you, it, it, I, I do believe that if you are a genuine believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will experience some kind of spiritual uncomfortableness. You'll be going, okay, something isn't right here. By the and, way, we shouldn't go looking for it. No, but if it no, happens, and, yeah. and people yeah. shouldn't necessarily base a, an entire ministry on those things. There are some wacky teachings out there about territorial spirits, yeah, but well, there's I'd also like some truth. Okay, so there, there are some. 
Yeah. So it, wacky teachings out there about it. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So because I'm going to get hit up by a whole bunch of people and say, hey, you know, what, what, what's going on with, with Eric on this? Where, where are you on this? Yeah. So but you said there's truth in, in this also. So explain some of that. Well, I mean, if we're having a sense of something going on, a foreboding, and, and it wasn't just that we were in a bad mood or had a, a disagreement with our kids or, or ate the wrong food, something if something immediately turns, uh, the first time I ever flew into one of the East, I'll say Detroit, I just might as well say it. First time I ever flew into Detroit, it was like, out of the blue on a nice day when no, I had nothing going on at all that would make me immediately have a nosedive, it was like somebody hit me with a spiritual brick. And I couldn't explain it. It was like that in the airport. And until I flew out on the way to Toronto, it, it was uh, this heaviness I couldn't explain. It, it's it's not common yeah. to every every yeah. city all the time. So, so you just uh, you just defended I, all my viewers. I, in I know I did. I, I realized I was thinking that I was all going through my mind as we were. But um, the same thing is, hey, if you look at at uh, the 49ers and the greed and the you know the 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 run for the gold rush and then all these other lust of the flesh type type uh, sins that came in afterward, you you see how. Take a look. We drive over to San Francisco. It's the same thing. It's like a spiritual darkness. Okay, well, can I ask you this then? Do you think it's because the sins of the parents are visited upon their children in the sense of, Could be. you know, you have a, uh, you have parents, let's go back 150 years, where you have people who didn't start off uh, with good intentions. It was selfish, it was sinful, so they didn't raise their kids with biblical principles. The next generation comes along, they're not raised with anything biblical, so it continues. In, it would be in that same area because they went and established themselves in that area yeah. 150, 200 years ago. So it would just get deeper and deeper because people don't get better and better without the no, Lord. No, that's true. We know they progress. The heart of man is sinful and wicked. Yeah. Who can know it? Yeah. But the Lord. So, so do you think that's what it might be it, from? Some of it, and thank God, as you kind of alluded to, um, there is a, it comes a time when somebody in those generations breaks out and gets saved and becomes a Christian and starts realizing what's going on and begins to to be an influence on those around them. Maybe they don't want, maybe the others around them don't want that influence. That's usually what happens. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm not saying that there can't be Christians in the Seattle-Portland area. That's not it at all. There are. <laughs> well, and thank some, God there are. I have some very good friends in the Seattle area. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of them. <laughs> and Portland. I, yeah. And both. And family. And I have so. good friends in Detroit, by the way. Yeah, and so it, thank God that there are Christians who understand what's happening or at least are making an influence of the gospel there. But if they understand what's going on, if you understand what your enemy is going to do, and let's face it, we're soldiers behind enemy lines. If Satan is the God of this world, and the Bible says he is, he operates in the atmosphere, he operates around the world. Well, we're, we're soldiers for the kingdom of God behind enemy lines. We better understand what the enemy is going to do and how he might counterattack against us. And the, the things he does, he revisits things over and over. And this is one of the main themes of my, this new message I got. He revisits the same kind of sinful activities. He revisits things back for people personally. Uh, if, if something drug a person down the first time, he tries to get him to go back again. Yeah. Christian or not, it doesn't matter. Right. He keeps that attack up. Yeah. And the same thing is true with areas. Uh, it's amazing to me that it took me this long to really define this as what it is, as what I've seen over the last month or so as I've done the research for this okay. message. So what's the difference between the, the 
you call them wacky teachings on territorial things as opposed to what you're saying. Because I think some people are still hearing, okay, uh, what is the difference? Yeah. Let me give you the the one big thing. Uh, People who teach about that, and it's, it's that it has to be. In other words, if this is going on and then it comes back again, well, it has to be a territorial spirit. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Whenever we put a dogma upon a teaching like that, then we begin to build around that and everything has to, to, to conform to that mold that we're building. And that's what's where the trouble is. And I think it, it really is because some have decided this must be. In other words, if this happens, this has got to happen. You can't always say that in this area. Okay. So where do you get the, um, <clears throat> the idea of territorial spirits from? Well, I know what I can think of. I'm curious. Yeah. What, where you're... Uh, well, you have those kind of things in the world of the occult. Okay, in the in the in the Bible, yeah. Because viewers are going to say, "Well, how do you support this biblically?" That's what yeah. they're going to ask. Yeah, me. I know. And I know. then they're going to say, "I want to know." Send me his email address. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to write about it. <laughs> um, I I can't give you that answer off the top of my head, but I can say that if you read through the scripture you're going to see how Satan revisits particular things okay. and particular themes. It isn't like one verse you're going to find or two verses well, in, where you're going to build that. Well, in Daniel, you do have you, the, the prince of, the, uh, of Power, Persia. Yeah. So you, you, you know, in fact, I just did a message on going through Daniel on this within the last few right. months. I did a few different messages. One of them was angels, demons, and the globalists. And so I went into understanding that there are in the, in the angelic realm, there are, uh, Michael the archangel is overseeing the nation yeah. of Israel and the Jewish people. Very clear. Uh, Daniel chapter 12 tells us that. Uh, so we know Iran has, at least at the time of Daniel, had this, You're exactly this right. uh, fallen angel that was over the realm of Persia. Yeah. So and then Daniel gets into, he finds out that the, the curtain is, is opened up for Daniel, for all of us readers to know, the curtain is opened up to see the the demonic and the angelic realm, the good and the bad, to see that. So, um, so you can see those things in the Bible. And I'm guessing that's what you're uh, you're, you're talking is. about. So it is, and, and okay. Daniel is a great example of that. It may be the the clearest example of that, where you see the these forces at work in the spirit realm. But uh, what I'm bringing up is when you see a particular area that is taken to, into something. Satan loves to come back. It may not be the exact same sinful thing that he used before, but he loves to come back because he had good success in that area with those people. And there's a lot of ignorance then. People don't know. They haven't read scripture and they're not Christians. Okay. So you mentioned the occult and these different, you know, these different practices. Right. What do they, how much influence do they have in in this whole thing when when people are practicing these things? Oh, I think a lot. And the Northwest, is there any other area where we have so much witchcraft and Satanism? And it's open. It's out in the open. I mean, some of the Satanists have been involved in some of the riots in Portland and Seattle. But that's not being reported in the media. But they've been very open and very vocal about it. Okay, so let me ask you this. This is a much bigger question. wasn't anything we discussed. When I look at what's going on with decisions that are made by, I would call them globalists, um, do you think that... There is, I, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I think there's demonic things that are taking place. I believe that some of these people that are making some of these decisions are certainly led by demons. 
Um, I can look back at Nazi Germany, and I know with Hitler and some of his people, yep. they were in the they practiced occult practices. Absolutely. So when I look at some of the decisions that are made now by our leaders, they're bad decisions. To and they, it looks to me like all these decisions they're making will harm us. They're not going to help us. I think some of our political leaders are are just getting enough money from these people that they'll say what and do whatever those behind the scenes, the Soros's and others, are are implying for them to do. Uh, Soros, I'd have to say that around that kind of of influence where where millions, if not billions of dollars have been sunk into the ideas of building a one world government, one world society, um, they may think it's the right thing to do and not realize that they've been led by demons the whole way. And so you're going to see those influences. Our government... People who get elected, they they should be serving the people that they've elected or that been elected by, and they're not in many cases because they're serving the masters who are telling them this is our goal. Some of them become true believers. Mm-hmm. Some of them, uh, just like the companies who give money to the, those involved in the riots, they may be doing it almost as payoffs or payola. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really believe. And some of them, though, become true believers and they're giving money because they really believe in this cause of taking the governments out of the way and there's no government, no, no uh, uh, order in the culture. Well, those things are exactly opposite from where, where God is. Yeah. And scripture is so clear about what is right, what is truth, what is, yeah. and what is wrong. So God, the Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. That's right. So what we have is a very confused world right now. And it seems like everything that's thrown at us is deceptive, and it is for the purpose of confusing. We're in the West here. We're just getting used to this. We're just getting used to seeing this. Uh, it's shocking to us when we see people who are anarchists who are in our streets and the police aren't stopping them. They're they're being destructive to public property and or to private property, and, and they're they're not being stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, this has gone on in other cultures for a long time. Yeah, we're just now getting a dose of what's happening elsewhere, and, and it is a shock to us. And and it's like all of a sudden it's happening everywhere. Well, it hasn't been happening to us but it was happening elsewhere before it ever got yeah, to us. Yeah. And uh, this is, again, I think a marker of the end of the end days. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm gonna go through some questions now. Sure. So uh, why do you think we have lockdowns? Well, I think in many cases, it's all about control and power. Uh, the state I live in, I call the governor emperor because it's gonna be hard we for them. We would never call him that in California. You wouldn't. No, I, I would in Washington. But um, uh, I believe it's gonna be hard for some of these people to give up their power once they've got it and once they've been able to micromanage and, and call it law, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some of the lockdowns, this was a great way to bring the United States down. Who we are as a people eventually is going to come down because uh, the finances are gonna go away. We're not going to be able to have the kind of military and the kind of order that we have in our culture, the kind of infrastructure we have in our culture, if we are brought down. And eventually, and you know, they didn't know, I don't think anybody knew how long this would last, but they want to string it out as far as they can. Of course, they didn't want to give President Trump any credit either. No. They wanted to wait till he was out of office. And then suddenly the skies parted and Biden came in and everything's wonderful. Okay, so you don't think anybody, when you said you don't think anybody knew how long this was going to go on, 
I look at it and I've thought that there is some kind of plan that's behind this whole thing. I'm, I'm not sure about that. I mean, there could be, but I'm not sure about it. I'll say that I think they take each new nuance in each new situation and see what they how they can they milk use it, it to their advantage. Exactly. And so, because um, I, I will admit the coronavirus itself is real. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. Whether it was a wep- whether it was weaponized or not, another discussion. But the way I look at it appears to me, it's been used to manipulate the masses of people throughout the whole world, not yes. just not just uh, here in America, but the entire world is manipulated. You know, I saw uh, a study that was put out by a small think tank inside of Johns Hopkins University, and, and they've been leaders in, in the whole coronavirus discussion, uh, leaders of some sort, I'll put it like that. Uh, they talked about how the death rate is basically the same as it would be. And they looked at a 10-year average. So the amount of people who are passing away is the same as it would be. But all of a sudden, all the reasons that people have died previously have declined this year. Heart disease, cancer, exactly, exactly, because they had to make room for the coronavirus. Well, that study only stayed online two and a half days that I know of. Yeah, so that's that troubles me. When I look at that, and it's obvious that, that this is being used for a purpose to manipulate the masses of people. Right. Um, I look at the vaccine. Um, I know some people have taken it. Some people close to me have taken it. I'm not a vaccine fan regardless. I've never been a fan of it, of any vaccines uh, regardless. But um, I look at all of this as a as progressing us toward what is coming with, <clears throat> you cannot buy or sell unless you receive the mark of the beast. Right, and right. It, and all this is prep for that. I look at not at what's happening, not as social distancing, but as social conditioning. Well, you can look at the masks, masks too. I mean, just the mask idea, I can't buy or sell without having one on in particular yeah. places. So, and that's been yeah. brought to me and I have to agree with that. Last summer, I did a couple of, um, a couple of videos, 20 minutes or so each about um, about the vaccines, about Bill Gates, who is a, a dead-on globalist. And most people didn't know that he paid for a delivery system for vaccines. It was all put together by two universities. One of them was MIT. And they wanted to be able to use a little patch that would just kind of sink into the skin, but it would leave a digital marker behind to show you had the, the vaccine. I'm shocked they haven't brought that out and used it. Maybe they think they can use it again or later in a greater way. But the, he invented or he had this stuff invented, paid for it. I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing that they, they are going to figure out a way to mark every person. Now, I'm not saying it's a mark of the beast. But all these things are precursors. They're warm-ups. They're, they're a conditioning process. Well, here's something else I think. We can't be that far off before the tribulation period arrives because the generations, every generation right now that's alive, older people to babies are being prepared oh, that's good. for this. Yeah. So you have this type of identification, which I've been reading about also, that's already out there. And now I'm reading that that there's a lot of concern by these leaders in the world, um, whether it be in Europe, here in the United States, Israel, obviously China. Uh, how are we going to guarantee that people are being vaccinated uh, without forging some kind of papers or something like that? Yeah. So it's coming. Because even if it's on your phone, there's still a way to get around it. Yeah, that isn't going to be foolproof by any means. No, It's got to so, be on the person. Right, it's going to be on the person. So you, so you see this, this is coming and it looks, I look at it, I think we are so close. 
you know, early on in this, we're talking about March or April last year, Bill Gates was making statements that there had to be a digital certificate for every person. Oh, it was everywhere. It was yeah. everywhere. Remember yeah. Todd Hampson did a great newsletter yeah. on yeah. that, put, put all of the ducks in a row. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those things have been uh, forgotten. So we have lockdowns. Um, they're interesting. You know, you look at why. You know, I, well, I mean, the, the why of it is, I think, just arbitrary by one governor says this and the next one says this. And then you go to go to Florida, for example, or some of the other yeah. states. There's no lockdowns. Yeah. People should be frugal. We should be careful. We should we should wash our hands. So we should be doing you that. Know, we should do regardless this stuff. Of exactly. There's a lot of dangerous bugs. There. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is a good thing that people are thinking about washing their hands. But so many of these lockdowns are arbitrary. I mean, and there's no science behind them. They use the word yeah. science and it just, it, it irks me when I hear the, the word science being used and I know it's not science yeah. they're, they're following. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at, I think there's something very dark and manipulative even with the lockdowns. Uh, but I, I will say this, you, go, you have enough lockdowns at the right time uh, when the rapture takes place Hardly anybody would know if there's a rapture. They would just assume eh, they're probably still locked down at their home. Well, I heard uh, Amir Safadi make the statement that in Israel, because there's so few Christians, they, life would go on. No one would know if they didn't yeah. have outside news. Yeah. Um, indeed, so looking at these things, um, we have, in a lot, along with the topic of this, this, you know, what's going on in the spiritual realm, uh, why uh, do you think our borders are being opened? Well, I think that the main number one reason we can all see is uh, it's going to pad the, the voting records on the left. It'll definitely help. Okay, so here in California. It's not about humanity. Okay. Oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, no. Because we're also not required to have COVID testing or COVID vac yeah. vaccines. Isn't it anything. amazing? And COVID yeah. can't spread during a riot. Did you know that? Yeah, I, yeah. I did, especially yeah. in Seattle and Portland. That's right. So in California, um, we have a mass exodus of conservatives and Christians leaving California. I mean, the numbers are enormous. They're flooding these other states. But what's happening in California, because the biggest port in the world, uh, going from one country to another, is right here in yeah. San Diego. Yeah. That is the largest one in the entire world. So most of the illegals are gonna be flooding in into California. And I mean, you look and you go, Who's going to be voting now? I mean, if all my conservative and Christian friends are leaving, yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm already a missionary here. Is how I feel. Exactly. Well, me too. But so you look at the borders; they're open. When you look at you know your your, your topic being uh, the spiritual dark realm and anarchy, um, I, I see a lot more anarchy coming with that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be lawlessness for sure because the people who are coming are breaking a law just by crossing the border. Of course, you know, the bleeding heart left would say, well, that's, but look, they just came to get a better life. They were trying to flee this ter terrible situation. Some of that may be true, but boy, the left here in our country, they understand if we can open the borders up, we'll never lose an election again. Yeah. And, and California, I feel so bad about it. California, what a gorgeous, wonderful state. And Washington the same way, Oregon the same way, but all three of them have been completely manipulated by governors to, with the lockdowns. And of course, they're making every way they can for every illegal to come. Yeah. And that's they are illegal. Let's face it, they're, they're, they're people that we should treat humanely, but they're illegals. Yeah. And now the floodgates are opened. Yeah. You know, you can, I can't go to Mexico. 
without being illegal. Like if I wanted yeah. to go live in Mexico, it, it would be illegal. Well, Mexico is tough on yeah. it. Pretty it. much every country yeah. is. Well, Europe has some issues, right? Because yeah. of the Islamic invasion that's happened that's there. That's right. But you look at America and what's happening, and it, it's not a humanitarian thing. This is going to bring a humanitarian crisis. It is. And uh, but literally, I can't. And go to where's Mexico. the money going to come from to fix that? Uh, See, that's the problem. Print, if we print just more money or we, borrow from China, that'll be the only way they can do it, and it'll devalue our currency even further than it already is. Yeah. If it's, I mean, if after trillions because of COVID, what's coming next? Who knows? Who knows how long it'll take to really come back to roost on us? Yeah, it's uh, it's, you know, looking at these things are just it's just so fascinating to me. But I can see this global plan being implemented because the world as we know it has to be collapsed. The Pope has been talking about yeah. it. Other political leaders have been talking about it yep. in order to bring up, we got they, uh, the whole World Economic Forum with the Great Reset. Right. No, we have to redo everything. In other words, they have to, they have to destroy what's here and then build their kingdom with, with 10 kings, which I'm gonna ask you about in a minute also. But it's coming, uh, there's Agenda 2030, and the Agenda 2030 is to get this global system the global kingdom done by 2030. That's now nine years away. Yeah. And I think that's why this is happening. And that isn't very far away, but you know, no, it is when, not. when we look at this and we understand what is, what they're, what's happening, America has to be brought down. It does. We, it, there yeah. can't be a superpower and have a new world order. It right. will become the superpower and, and the only yeah. power. But America has, and America not being, at least I don't see American Bible prophecy, and I'm not as skilled and gifted as some others that I've tried to read and catch up with, but I, I don't see America in Bible prophecy. Something happens to us, I believe, probably yeah. is economy. People, of course, merely think that we're going to be nuked or an EMT or something like that, and all that's possible. But it's we're going to destroy ourselves because we have borrowed ourselves into oblivion. Our money's worth nothing, or will become worth nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a few, just a year ago, we would have speculated what's going to happen to America because I, I get people argue with me all the time. America is not in Bible prophecy. At best, America is a protester when uh, you have the Gog, uh, Magog invasion into Israel right. at best, but it's not there. So whoever wants to argue with me, go ahead, send me your whatever. Is but, that what you believe? Oh, absolutely. It's not yeah, there. You yeah, know? I, and, I, and, uh, so I get questioned all the time. People say, well, it's Babylon. It's the Babylon of the last days. No, it's not. America's going to be gone. The Babylon of the last days isn't gone until the end of the tribulation period. Yeah. So America's going to be gone as we know it. And it's really hard for Americans to hear. It's going to be gone before we even get there. Yep. It has to be in order for the new world order to uh, be birthed. Yeah. Jesus talks, uh, or the Apostle Paul mentioned birth pains. Jesus said the beginning of sorrows. That's uh, talking about birth pains. So uh, this this is this world's going to give birth to this new world order, and Antichrist is going to sit at the top of it. It is coming, but America is in the way, and Christians are in the way too. That we are. Um, and then also in this process, we're letting prisoners out of prison. We are letting, we are talking, there's constant talk about defunding the police, but we're watching Eric in areas where they defund the police. It gets, the crime gets worse. Yep. So again, it's not about uh, a humanitarian thing, taking good care of that community. No, if they really cared about that community, they would take care of them. The, the shootings go up, violent crimes go up, robberies go up where they defund the police. Yeah, and that's not just, you're not just saying that, believe me. I, I saw the facts and figures about Washington State and about Seattle and King County, where Seattle is just recently. 
shocking. And, and yet the number one the number one reason for government is to protect the people. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, if there's lots of other reasons out there, yes, but the number one thing is to protect the, the population. That's the last thing they're doing now. Well, they claim they're protecting the population. You know, by, by saying- What, well, what well, part the police, of the population? Yeah, yeah, well, what they're saying is, you know, the police are, are out there killing people, and therefore we gotta protect those people that are being killed. Yeah. So they defund the police, and actually more people are being killed. So it's a lie. They're, they're spinning the truth. Same thing with the, you know, you look at the effect of the lockdowns and what it's done to society, what's done to marriages, has destroyed many marriages. Kids aren't able to go to school in many places. The community I live in, our daughter's not able to go to school. Everything's online. Yeah. We are watching and getting reports from teachers that are telling us about kids. They're now labeled as 5150. They're getting, uh, they're, uh, committing suicide, suicide rates up. So you start looking at these things going, no, it's not, it's a lie. Uh, they're not protecting us like they're supposed to, or yet the spin is we are doing this for your good. Yeah, and, and really, and we all see that that's not what's happening. You know, the government should be protecting people. That's the last thing that's, that's really on anybody's mind. They wanna protect a particular few. And of course, uh, depending on your, your ethnic background that means something way more to to those who want to bring that protection yeah um, we're a we're a hundred species today i hate to say it quite like that uh, but we are i want to get to the tech thing in just a minute we don't have sure. a lot of time left but let me ask you about this first um do you believe since i mentioned at the beginning we're going to ask you about this uh do you believe we will see before the rapture uh the rise of the 10 kings that revelations chapter 17 speaks of you know when we look at this and wonder when the rapture will take place, and we all wonder, we all want to know, but uh, I wonder how much deeper, how much further we can go. How much can we take as a, as a culture, a society, as a people, individuals? If that took place, um, I, want, I really wonder how we could handle that. How will the church handle it? We're going to, already we are thinking about how we, how do we go underground? How do we continue to do what we've been sent here to do? We've been left here on a mission to present the gospel to a lost and dying world. If there's ever a time they need it, it's now and in time's future too. And and so how do we continue to do that if they've, if we've already got the 10 Kings in place, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. All I can say is every treacherous step along the way from here on out, is going to be one more test for each of us individually and collectively as a church body to go ahead and do what God has called us to do. If God is for me, who can be against yeah. me? And I've got to believe that and trust it and then do it and go forth. Yeah, I think that's a great answer because um, I'm getting questioned about why isn't the rapture happened yet all the time. Oh, me too. And uh, But we don't know. We don't know how much further we're going to go along this path yeah. of how much persecution and <laughs> suffering there's we're, we're going to go through and where Christians get mixed up is they, they think, okay, the Bible tells us we're not appointed to wrath. That's speaking of God's wrath. We are not appointed to that. We will not have the, the persecution that comes, the wrath of the tribulation period itself. The right. Tribulation. Right. However, Jesus said they persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Yeah. And the United States of America, as we know it right now, as we've known for the last 200 years, is the only nation in the world 
that has ever lived in this bubble of non-persecution. The rest of the world has always been in it. It's, yeah, it's what we said a few minutes ago, is that we're just now being uh, being sub subjected to some of the things other countries have been experiencing yeah. for a long time. Uh, there will be tribulation before the Great Tribulation. Uh, I think of those uh, of the, those individuals on the beach in Syria with the head coverings on, the orange jumpsuits, getting ready to be beheaded. They're going through their Great Tribulation right there on the spot. There's going to be tribulation that'll happen that won't be the Great Tribulation, but right now around the world, somebody's experiencing that. Yeah, there are people who are actually dying for their faith in Christ right now. That's right. In the world, and the, um, you say the, the heat on the gas burner has been turned up in the United States, and we can yeah. see it, we can, we hear the talk about what's coming against Christians because Christians are the problem. But also, Eric, I believe that Christian, the Christian problem needs to be eliminated for the global, oh, yeah, for the, for the globalists, and that's what they see. Satan can't uh, can't really do what he wants to do if the church is still able to proclaim the gospel openly, to defy the the world around us. It says, "No, you got to lock down. You got to lock down." We we defy it, and we say, "No, we're going to proclaim what we know is truth." And so he can't do what he wants to do yeah. when he is allowed. And again, like, like I said, from the very beginning of our, our conversation, God allows particular things to take place at particular times. And we, we shouldn't go around blaming God for what he's allowing, but not actually doing. He knows the evil hearts of men and what men will do, especially when we're talking about people who are demon-possessed in positions of leadership. He knows. But God is going to allow those things because they bring about the end He wants, which is a new Jerusalem coming down. That's the very end of it, you know. And when that happens, we're not going to be sitting thinking about all this. We're not going to have the discussion we're having today, nor the trepidation we have about our futures and about what's happening around us and about our kids, our children, grandchildren, in my case, and yours. And so, you know, we're we're on the cusp of these things. It, it's an exciting day. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it is. Maybe that wasn't yeah. the excitement you, you bought into, yeah. or not you, but somebody yeah. bought into, but it's an exciting hour. And, and we should embrace it as much as we can. Embrace the idea that we can do the message or the mission with the message that God has given us. Amen. And we need to. I, I read some great words by Damon Duck uh, just, just the other day. He said this, I believe Christians will soon see Jesus see many of those that wrote the Bible, see multitudes of angels. I believe Christians saved loved ones will soon be raised from the dead and we will see them again. And then he said, I will soon see my, dece my deceased wife and she'll never have a body that's sick again. I believe there's a good possibility that many Christians could go to heaven without getting sick, dying, having been buried because of the rapture. And he just lists these great uh, things. I believe the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yes. Christians will not go through one minute of the tribulation, meaning the, the tribulation period. Um, Christians will not be on earth when that persecution uh, begins and the mark of the beast and, and so forth. It just, it's just really good. It's an encouragement because we forget, and we, we forget that Jesus promised persecution, but we also forget we're going home. And we get stuck looking at things that are going wrong. Oh, no, we've yeah. been left behind. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Yeah. Is the Bible true? But I also see, you know, there is, a, I, I do believe there are people that are coming to faith in Christ now. And I also believe that we're watching a, uh, a, um, 
separation of the tares from the wheat. That's oh boy, are we. That's, that's something I hear a yeah. lot of leaders saying. I've been preaching on it. The idea that we're seeing the dividing line between those who are really Christian and those who claim to be. I mean, it's, it's really clear today. Well, it's really easy to go to church in America for a long, long time. And it was getting easier and easier and easier to just, yeah, say, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I go to such and such church. Uh, churches became about entertainment. You know, you came from the rock and roll world. Yep. It became about entertainment. Uh, became not about preaching the Bible or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. It might have been about taking out an idea from the Bible and then talking about your best life now or something the like happy that. The happy-go-lucky gospel. Happy-go-lucky yeah. gospel. So the church in America has become that, but I do believe that's what we are witnessing. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, in the last days will be doctrines of demons. I know these are messages that you actually teach a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I do. And so you're not a pastor, but you, so I see it in the church because I'm a pastor. In fact, you see it. Outside, you're looking and you go, you know, you talk to Brandon and Billy and, and different guys. Yeah, I see in the church from a different angle. But, yeah. you know, I, I made a statement at the beginning of this new message that we kind of sprung off of that we've gone many, many places beyond now. But um, that this isn't a negative. This should not be looked at as that we're just going to look at what what evil is happening around us, because all of these things represent that something is about to happen. And we all know what that is. If we know anything about prophecy, we know that the rapture is about to happen if we see all these things taking place. We don't know how many days or how many weeks or how many months it might be in the meantime, but we do see these things taking place and it gives us hope to know that God's word has revealed these things ahead of time. He's shown us. We don't have all the dates and times and places and people's names and so on, but we have the general ideas that are taking place now and it tells me he's coming soon. Yeah. Amen. Um, uh, with that, i got to ask you one more question. Sure. And uh, we don't have a lot of time, but I'll let you go as long as you want on it. All right. <laughs> so we don't officially have a lot of time. So this is from uh, Eric's uh, booklet, uh, Home Invasion, The Rise of Surveillance Society. Okay. Now that intrigues me because I do. I study Bible prophecy. I've been teaching it for uh, probably close to 30 years now. And uh, I know the direction that things have to go. So you know more about tech than I do. So fill us in. I mean, that, that's just a fascinating, when fascinating I, title. When I started into this, uh, what, what got me was that I knew somebody was able to read my mail and I knew someone was able to see the pictures or videos mm -hmm. that I had recorded on my phone and uh, they had been sent back to me by Google. I have an Android phone. And when I saw that and I understood it and it became, it wasn't just because I heard somebody say it, it became real because it was the picture I took on top of Blewett Pass, matter of fact, in, in Washington State, or a picture I took of one of my board members that Google sent back to me. When I saw that, I realized nothing on my phone and really nothing in my life uh, is without somebody surveilling it. And we have surveillance all around us, China being the number one surveiller, 600 million CCTV cameras in China right now in use. Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I saw that that was where they were going and that's exactly where they've gone. We, we don't have a private life. Uh, I believe Americans, uh, by what our constitution gives us, should be able to say, I can have a private life. We don't have it anymore. That's what got to me, and that began this. Uh, what that is, is really a series of, of writings I did about uh, home invasion, about how we've been invaded, 
And it began then this long trek into this documentary that I've been working on now for two years. It's over half done, thankfully. And yeah. research-wise, maybe three quarters done, if I look at that. So the way you're going, you might be done before the rapture. You know, I wish I'd have gotten the, I wish I had done little <laughs> shorts might. of it because when I got into this, nobody knew that Google, uh, in the user agreement, that we had signed away our freedoms, signed away our privacy. Nobody knew these things. Today, it's become common knowledge to a lot of people anyway. And I know there's somebody watching that that hasn't maybe heard this, doesn't know where it is, but they have a right to everything on your phone. It's not your private stuff. It, it's not your personal information. They have a right to all of it. And, and really, in the beginning, it was all about marketing to you because they wanted to be able to, to fine tune the marketing down to exactly the things you're interested in. And they would find that by looking to see what you have on your phone. It was all done with computers and algorithms. But it's amazing to me it's happened and now guess who gets all those records in the end? Antichrist will have all those mm -hmm. records. Uh, it won't be that we are in fear because we are gone at that point. But I would fear for my family that they could connect together who I was. I'm gone, but who I was to my family that they could then persecute. Mm -hmm. That would be my, that's my biggest fear about this. If I have a fear and we're not to fear and I don't fear, don't stand around shaking, oh, what's gonna happen now? But I see that this is yeah. a problem. Well, they're collect, they collect every, every email, every, bit of every it. text message, yep. every search we've ever done. And I'm convinced these things will be used against humanity yes. for more, manipula more manipulation. A absolutely. And, and you know, there's two copies of it. Google is a duplicate of everything. There's no way it's going to go away. Yeah, it'll, it'll never go away. Well, well, when Jesus comes back. That's right. But That's uh, right. So you have a, a portion here. We sold our souls for Alexa. Uh, this, this one here. For how convenience. Yeah, for, for convenience. Yeah. How Facebook, Amazon, and other information technology giants are evading our prophecy, programming for addiction, embedding godless uh, philosophies. Uh, what can we do, which is great. Yeah, what can we do? Yeah, we, we can't counter anything today because Twitter and Facebook are throwing people off who try to counter yeah. anything. Yeah, and uh, you, you, so I, I look at all of these different things. You, you mentioned Elon Musk in there. So let me ask you this, your thoughts on Elon Musk? Don't, I don't really, I mean, maybe I haven't researched him enough, you know, but I, I don't have an opinion necessarily. I think in some ways he's a little bit counter these things. He, he does seem to be counter yeah. these things. He, he also passed up Bezos as being the richest man in the world yeah. uh, not too long ago. But you look, he's also the 5G guy yeah. uh, that's launching all the satellites. But he does, he, he does seem troubled by lockdowns, yeah. by uh, the the privacy problem and how it's going to be used against people. Definitely uh, troubled. Zucker Zuckerberg doesn't seem bothered no. by it at all. No, but he's definitely troubled about AI and where that could take us. So that's yeah. a whole nother ball game. Something I'm going to discuss some in, in the documentary, but surveillance, if you just take that one thing, yeah, it's a four hour tape. It's a four hour taping that it will eventually, yeah. and it's all these news stories that show us where it's going. Great. And, you know, some of them are very mainstream and some of them aren't, but it all comes together and they agree we're in concert going one direction. And that is that we are, we do not have our own lives anymore. Right. So how can people, if they want to get a hold of these things since we're out of time, how sure. can they get a hold of you? Just go to ericbarger.com. Just my name all run together, no spaces or underlines, ericbarger.com. Okay. And uh, the bookstore has all of the materials that we mentioned and a lot more in it. Great. Uh, Eric, thank you very much for being here today. And uh, blessings on you as you get to go back to Seattle or what or, or or Portland or in between the two <laughs> wherever you're going. I get to stay here in California. Uh, 
bless our hearts. I guess we need to pray for each other, don't we? Anyway, thank you, Tom. I appreciate it very thank much. You. Hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I look forward to uh, being with you guys again next week. Until then, unless we're raptured, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.